It's beefy, baby. My name is Luke Hodson. Alex Morrison. You ready? I'm ready. It's a movie podcast. Let's get it. Grease soaked mess. It's a movie podcast. Rated PG 13. Your mom didn't make that casserole. And there is something about a sweet, beefy intro to start your day, folks. Welcome to the 14th episode of the Bucket of Beef Show. My name is Alex Morrison. My name is Luke Hodson. You can tell I have a naturally deep, bass-filled voice. Yeah, which is, you know, we're doing this the second we woke up, so this is pretty much, ladies... This is what you're, you you look forward to if you wake up next to one of us. Mm. Wow. Well, yeah, yeah. You want some toast. Some eggies. Yeah, some Alex Alex OJ. eats uh, eggs, toasts, and OJ every morning. 9.15 on <laughs> the dot. Uh, That's why he's the pinnacle of health. <laughs> uh, welcome to the 14th episode. Uh, what are we starting with, man? Well, first of all, before we get into that, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm kind of running around doing a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, I've been I've been busy doing some doing some shorts, doing a, a showcase with a conservatory I uh, I went to uh, about a year into the pandemic to uh, sharpen my toolbox, and yeah, just focusing on that and some other things and trying to make little scraps of moolah as I go. Yes, sir. Yeah, as it goes. How about you? Uh, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I have a buddy flying in this week. I'm very excited to yes. see him. Will, shout out to you, my friend. Go I Will. can't wait to see you. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much what's going on with me. I wanted to ask, I feel like we should have, like, just like a little, like, not like a, a big thing, but we should have a question to, like, talk about at the beginning of these podcasts. Ooh. This is before we get, like, into it. So here's, here's mine. Do you have any, like, weird work stories? That you like your weirdest work story. Mm, weird work stories. Um, yeah, I've had a lot of weird shit happen. Um, I'll do. I'll do more of a kind of wholesome one because most of my weird ones end up being like, like turned into someone like weird that comes into the store that like I would talk to, and then they end up like devolving into some weird like horribly sexist or racist tirade and then i'm like okay time to disengage (laughs) and for you to leave um one of my first interesting um experiences working with a company that i'm no longer with uh was uh when i was more fresh to the city i think i was about five months in and i worked at a luxury car dealership and our policy was like whoever comes in the store is welcome in the store. There's no need to be like weird and gatekeepy about everything because that's, you know, something that, that certain car companies and salespeople especially can tend to do. And they wanted to, you know, avoid that for a, a good reason, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, there was this, um, there was about like a week long stretch where there was, there was a homeless man that lived right by where the space was. And for about 15 to 20 minutes every day uh, at like 1 p.m. on the dot, he would come into the uh, into the store and he would sit in one of the cars and he would pretend to drive it. Oh. And it was kind of wholesome. It's kind of super cute. He would put on the music a little quiet. Sometimes he would turn <laughs> up. Sometimes he would put it on really loud and like I would gently go up to him because if there were other people in the in the space i'd be like uh do you mind just turn it down just a little bit and he would he would put on his his favorite radio station and he would just sit in the car and he would put his hands on the steering wheel and he would just kind of pretend to drive around for about 10 15 minutes and then he'd leave and say thank you oh yeah i love that that's my that's my little eclectic story yeah Yeah. it's not even like a weird story no no, i mean it's it's kind of it's like an unusual happening you know but i wouldn't say it was you know yeah. Like bad shit. Okay, cool. Um, I guess like when I have that, because I, I was like, oh, I should ask Luke about this because this isn't like a weird thing. It was a prank that was pulled on me that I feel like is pulled on people often starting at new jobs. Okay. Okay. So like, and uh, the 
the place I work at, I have to go down to a storage room and uh, get different types of liquors and like stock different things at the bar. So I go down into this uh, into this basement, and it's also it's also like a reserved kitchen for like uh, the chefs and stuff. And I'm like announcing I'm going down to get something if anyone needs anything. And one of the chefs is like, "Hey, someone's sleeping in there right now." It was it was pretty late at night, and he was like, "Someone's sleeping in there. Leave the lights off." And I was like, okay. And I had to find like three or four <laughs> like separate things. So I go down there and I just have my phone light and I'm like cupping my, my, my camera. <laughs> so it's like not leaving like a beam of light. And I'm like looking around and I, I'm down there for like 20 minutes trying to find shit because I can't find literally anything. It is pitch black. And I'm like trying to be as quiet as I can. But after a while, I like can't hear anything like no person breathing because that like i believe that there was someone down there who did you think it was one like of the a... like one of the chefs or whatever oh, like okay. I, I didn't know i didn't realize i mean i didn't know if people were like down there having to like prep stuff like hella late you know what i mean but uh eventually i turned on the lights and there was no one there <laughs> like they... that's a cute prank yeah i like that but i like and then i went upstairs though and one of my managers was like what you took so long and i'm like i thought there was someone sleeping <laughs> and they were like what the hell are you talking about uh yeah that's, that's like cute. a funny little work story that's cute i have another question for you alex okay uh what's your favorite day of the week my favorite day of the week yeah if you had to pick one it has to be sundays sundays yeah i think as i'm getting older i like sundays more i wish i had more access to like restful sundays yeah makes sense um but the concept of su- of sunday is my favorite yeah just like a recharge day recharge to take it easy. yeah yeah um i've always been a fan of the idea of like making breakfast and playing like my my 70s like you know r&b music yeah you like kind of chilling out hanging out with your friends on a sunday yeah what if you say for example had nothing to do on a friday then I guess that's my new Sunday. Mm. I just got to classify it as Sunday. Any Really, any day can be a Sunday if you let it. That's true. You know, that's what about fair. you? What's your favorite day of the week? My favorite day of the week? Uh, I think it's probably uh, Saturday. Start to the start to the weekend. You're going to party hard Get some hard plans going. Party hard. Watch <laughs> yeah. some movies. It's all good. This feels it's very good. opposite of our characters, I feel. I know. I, like, I love well, it. I don't necessarily mandate partying on a Saturday. You know, oh, yeah, it's yeah. like an every now and then occurrence for me. I see. Yeah. And for me, it's three, four days a week. Three, four days a week. You think you go that hard? Gotta go hard. Mm. Work hard, play hard. I see. There you go. And I work hard. There you go. What do you think Ice Cube's favorite day of the week is? Oh, man. Oh, man. We know, uh, friends of the Bucket of Beef show, that it is indeed Friday, which is our first movie on the show today. Luke? This was your first time seeing this Friday. This was my first ever time seeing Friday. This I knew was... I knew about Friday. Obviously it's a you know, kind of a cultural phenomenon. Yeah. Um but like probably one of like the kings of the hangout movie. Yeah. I'd say. Um I also didn't realize that like the two key memes from internet culture came from Friday. Friday yeah. Yeah, you got bye Felicia, you got damn <laughs> Yeah, yeah, damn, you got damn, and that one, yeah, yeah. There are two dams. Yeah, there are two dams. Yeah, they do build in a in a in a musical way. I would say. Yeah, there's a lot of heart to them, for sure. When was the when did you first see Friday? I have never seen Friday all the way. through. Oh, you'd never seen Friday all the way through. I've seen, I've seen it in very large chunks. Like I I could put it together, you know. Yeah. Um, but pretty much, yeah, I haven't seen the, the movie all the way through ever in my life. Yeah. Um, which is shameful of me. Yeah. Personally. Crazy. Um, so, yeah. Tell me your thoughts about Friday. Oh, no. Sh- should we give a synopsis? synopsis Would you mind Friday? doing a synopsis on Friday? Yeah, I don't mind. Uh, so, Craig is just a dude who lost his job. He wakes up on Friday morning and basically is like, after today, it's never going to be the same. And him and his friend Smokey get into all kinds of shenanigans where they might lose their life at the end of Friday night. And they have to uh, get the money to pay uh, – who is it? Which one is it? To pay Ice to Cream pay Man. To pay Big Worm, Ice Cream Man. Will they get the money in time? Will they smoke so much weed they, they – what, green out? Is that a thing? Greening out? Yeah. 
will they uh will they use their hands or or just use a gun yeah are they true men yeah <laughs> okay all right so what are your initial thoughts on this movie initial thoughts i thought this was a very fun movie I mean, I haven't, like, I haven't sat down and watched, like, a Hangout movie for a minute. Okay. So, like, the first 30 to 40 minutes, I was like, where is this going? Yeah, like, like where is this leading? Really happening. Because <laughs> it's kind of like, it's it's a Hangout movie. What I do like a lot about this movie is, like, the regularity in which they just continue to introduce new characters, like, new members of this neighborhood. Everyone rides a bike and strolls up or, like, is in a car and yeah. strolls up every, every couple Everyone's of just hanging out, you yeah. know? Yeah. And you never quite know if someone's going to be, like, a normal person or, like, an over-exaggerated, like... Archetype almost. Archetype of the hood, basically. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of, in, in some ways, it kind of gives me... Um, they, they feel very different, but in terms of how, like exaggerated certain characters are it sort of gave me like everybody hates chris vibes just in terms of like some exaggerated like stereotypes yeah and we things were talking like about that, that yesterday you know? yeah yeah um but it's fun it's like a fun fun movie um did you have a favorite character did i that's a good yeah question. um oh the dad the dad i think Willie the dad Jones. might be my favorite character too yeah he's just He's he's an archetype for sure, but like he definitely like teaches a lesson, and uh, he takes a fat poop and tells his son to come into the bathroom. Which yeah, is so strange. <laughs> um, but yeah, I like the dad the most. And yeah, the dad's the great. Dad too. Yeah, I think the dad's the dad's great. I think my honorable mention is honestly Debo. I think Debo's like such a funny character because he's like this big tough dude, but he's like a total loser. Like he he only he only rides a bike. Like, yeah, yeah. If he just like wasn't like big and strong, he would he would be just like uh, it, who who is the guy that that uh, is like always trying to to do little hustles for two bucks, like wash people's cars. I don't think he has it. It's showing he doesn't have like a name, but it is F. Gary Gray. F. Gary Gray. Yeah, yeah. Um, it just says black man at store. I feel like he. I feel like Debo would be like him if he just wasn't a big strong tough man you know oh no it's this guy right easel easel that sounds correct let us know in the comments yeah if uh if we're getting it totally wrong we might on be. this one it's a little we're, it's a little sleepy hours right now it is very us, sleepy you know? hours right now yeah yeah um what did you think of ice cube in this movie okay yeah that's gonna be a big point of uh of debate for the, i don't even think it's gonna be a debate i think uh Listen, we know Ice Cube and DJ Pooh, like, wrote this. This is their, like, baby for the most part. Um, Ice Cube did his best. I, you know, I also think he pales comparatively to Chris Tucker. Yeah, and that's also just, like, a matter of how the characters are, too. Yeah. You know? But I think it is, especially, I, I warmed up to Ice Cube's performance, like, about halfway through the movie. Mm-hmm. But in the beginning, sometimes it was – there wouldn't be a lot of listening. And then it would be like a, ha. Huh. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Which he, is he, kind he of – really there are listen, some like, people that are like that in real life. So. There are, there are. But, I mean, like, I don't know. He's just – he's the stagnant character. And there's, like, like we, you know, the, the strong archetypes all around him. You yeah. Know? So, like – I don't know. I w- personally, if I'm just being very honest, I was not a fan of Ice Cube in this. I get you. And the characters also just kind of like they. It seems like they sort of use the character as like a vehicle to like experience all these other more interesting characters yeah. throughout this. Mm-hmm. And like you don't necessarily know like what he actually wants out of anything. He doesn't have like a ton of action to do until like about the last like thirty minutes. Of the and movie, like that's, I would say. that's when he does a good job. Is like the yeah, last, like, is like, when his is when the character like has something has that stakes. has to, yeah exactly yeah before it's just kind of like you know vibing on a on a stoop you know yeah what I mean? yeah it was also so weird like the, the the weed stuff is so weird like he was like really like hallucinating like, yeah he dude he got high as hell and I'm like this is so 
I don't know. I just my man did an acid trip that came back to him. Yeah, honestly, yeah. that weed was something else. That shit For was shrooms. Or, yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. Listen, Smokey's got it. I love that Smokey's just like a, a total weed fiend. And like, first off, uh, Big Worm took a big L trusting in Smokey. I don't like, know why. I don't you know do why that. he would trust. Clearly, Smokey like, is just that person. Like, I feel like that type of dude that did that and then like threatens to kill the dude. I feel like he just wanted to kill Smokey. The whole time, anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's like, I just want an excuse. You know? Yeah. Like, give me a reason, motherfucker. Like, I want to fucking kill you. <laughs> <laughs> just because. He's like, you're going to die. And, he, like, so, like, Smokey smokes all of Big Worm's weed, and basically Big Worm just wants his money back, and that's kind of where the story goes toward the end. Right? Yeah, they need $200. Yeah. And then it's the fight with Debo. Yeah, those are the two big moments, basically. Yeah. I like how, how like casually everyone's like stealing from each other. Like when they go into the into the dorky neighbors, uh the the, the Yeah, they steal money feed from up him. the grass, yeah. they like steal the money from him and they're just breaking a ton of shit like in the in the house and yeah. then he comes out and he's like I told you guys not to step on my grass. And they're like, okay. Yeah. Has sure. no idea. His shit, <laughs> got, his shit got swiped. Yeah. Also Red's bike, which is the most excited it's like I, I, the most cathartic feeling for me is when Red gets his bike back. Yeah, Debo. yeah. I love Debo's huge uppercut <laughs> yeah. in the first act. That's like one of the first, like, oh, damn. This damn! is <laughs> this is fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so we have we actually have a lot of, like, big faces in this. And I don't know we if do. this is true, but I'm looking now that, that Megan Good plays a kid, which I presume what? is outside the, the ice cream truck. I'm going to... Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is so wild, though, because I don't know. I think that's so cool. No, that is crazy. But like, especially like Regina King being the sister of Craig in this, yeah, was wild to see. Yeah, especially yeah. knowing now, like, because I've seen a lot of Regina King content. No, for sure. And like, that's so neat. Um, just everyone is a rock star in this. Yeah, and this, this it feels like it. It truly feels like the first, their first bout. And just seeing where they all go. Yeah, exactly. It's so cool. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's like a, a cool sort of jump start or like early stages of a lot of really successful careers. Yeah, and that's it's cool to see like like Ice Cube looked looked so young. Yeah, in this I'm like, damn, Ice Cube's like because I like you. Got, Ice Cube is just such like a cultural like icon. That he sort of seems like ageless almost. Yeah, yeah. So it's cool to see like, like. And this had to have been fresh off of like, NWA. Yeah, they made this. Like, in, they made this in '95. Yeah. So it's definitely around there for sure. Which is just nuts, man. Yeah, it's so cool. I'm also gonna give another honorable mention for a character to Bernie Mac. The in Mac. This, I love Pastor. Uh, Pastor, what is it? The myth. Pastor the man, Cleaver. The Mac. Yeah. Oh my god. I love it. He, he's. Any little characters, yeah. Like, all the all so the bit good. characters in this, especially, are really good. But like like Bernie Mac specifically, and, and like he just has like a super small role. Honestly, yeah. he really only has like one scene. Yeah, like two, three scenes, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, but he is fucking awesome. Yeah, I think he plays like not a similar character, but it it, it reminded me of Transformers, the first one. Yeah, he plays yeah. the car dealer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, man, just the charisma on that man. Are you saying that that certain pastors are as shady as used car salesmen? I'm saying yes, there are some. <laughs> I will not shy away. I think I'd agree that. with that too. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. There, there's some bad people in everything you do. Yeah, you know. You know. That's just how it goes. Yeah, it's okay. That's how it goes. Uh, one thing that I did relate to a lot in this film is at the beginning when Ice Cube is getting all that fucking cereal, mm-hmm. and he goes to get the milk and he pours it in. And there's, like, no milk. Dude, and he's like, fuck, I gotta throw all the cereal away. Because I lived that, except worse. When I was eight years worse. old one time, I, like, woke up at, like, 4.30 in the morning. And I'm like, I'm gonna eat cereal. Like, it's 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 cereal time. <laughs> and I got fucking, like, Honey Nut Oats. And I put it in a big-ass bowl. I, like, poured all of the Honey Nut Oats in the big bowl. I grabbed our milk. I poured it in. Like, we had a bunch of milk. I poured it in. I took a bite. The milk was soured. Ooh, it was soured. No. And, like, I left it out. Like, I wanted to throw it away, but I was like, my mom is – like, my mom and dad are going to be fucking pissed that I, th- <laughs> that I use all of the cereal. 
And uh, I got a talking to in the morning. Aw. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's okay. The funny- it, it was it was a very gentle talking to. I had very uh, good, very nurturing folks. Good. Yeah. They were like, you got to watch those honey nuts. Yeah, you got to smell that, my, my guy. What are you doing? Yeah, come on. I wanted to eat cereal, too. <laughs> you got to think of the collective. I was the one that bought the cereal. Who do you think <laughs> actually wanted it? You know? But the funny thing, this is the thing about Ice, Ice Cube's acting training. It really came out during this milk thing, okay? Okay. Because he, like, puts the cereal in the bowl. It's like, it's actually, it's a long shot, I think. Yeah, and it's probably one of the longer takes that they. Yeah, yeah. One of the longer moving takes that they have. Yeah, you know. So he pours the milk out, and there's like a drop, and he and he makes a face. He's like, "What?" And he shakes it as a second action. He shakes it as a second action, like there's more in it that he just can't see. Yeah, and he's like, "Uh," and then he taps the top of it, <laughs> like he's gonna smack some more out of it. And I was like, brilliant. Like, like, this, is, this, is, this is beautiful He's just work. sleepy. You know, his brain isn't totally working yet. <laughs> I love how his mom makes, like, a, a fucking awesome spread for herself, like, fucking eggs and toast and pork chops. Yeah, For man. breakfast on a Friday. Talk about a good-ass Friday morning meal. That's awesome. Like, hell yeah. Yeah. So good. Um, so the, so we, we kind of have to come back around to the, the lesson that Craig learns. Because he's seen a few times he has a gun. He live in a neighborhood that yeah, like, his parents we, don't realize they're kind of shady. But like he's like he's like you got to stay ready. You got to stay protected. Yeah, because they like it's kind of implied that they like moved him him and his sister to a better neighborhood. Yeah, where he, they don't have to worry about that kind of shit as much. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the threat of of Debo. Well, and why does Debo want to fight him again? So Debo, that kind of like comes comes out at the end. So basically, the, the for those of you that aren't familiar with this film, the main conflict in here is that Smokey owes Big Worm two hundred bucks. Right. Okay. I remember what what that. happens is, uh, since we're on the theme of uh, you know breaking into people's houses and trying to steal shit from people, when Smokey, basically Smokey and Debo go into Grassman's house, mm-hmm. the guy that doesn't want them to step on the grass. To steal some stuff. They get 200 bucks. Debo keeps it for himself. Uh, and Smokey's like, fuck, man, that sucks. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Ice Cube, Craig, goes to steal uh, money from Debo. Uh, because they know that they need the 200 bucks. And they know that Debo has $200. No, Smokey goes in. Oh, Smokey goes Smokey in. Smokey goes yeah, in. Yeah, you're right. Smokey goes in. And he comes out, and he's like, well, and then they see Debo riding down the street. And, and Debo's we- with uh, with uh, Craig's new love interest sister. Yeah, and she, the sister gets, like, hit and has a black eye. Because Debo thinks that she stole his shit. Yeah, and then Craig's love interest gets in his face and is like, I'm not afraid of you. You suck. Like... Like, you're lucky I'm not a man or whatever, and then he smacks the shit out of her. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. He does. And that's when Craig kind of gets in there. But the reason that Craig has that conversation with his dad of, like, the, like, you know, you're a man if you use your hands. Mm-hmm. Is, like, because he's worried that Big Worm is going to show up at 10 o'clock. So he wants to be ready. And so Big Worm does show up. Yeah, Big Worm brings out oh, the he, big guns. He doesn't show up. He sends people. Big Worm. I feel like the Big Worm's guys like spent as much money on ammunition as what Smokey owed them. Like they lit up the block for two hundred dollars. Yeah. Can I tell you a story real quick? Yeah. You're gonna love this. Well, I mean, I may have told you this. I've definitely told you this. But um, Friday, I think inadvertently saved my life. Really? Yeah. Was that? Um, I was with my best friend growing up and his sister, and I was like. 16, 17, mm-hmm. and his sister drove us to, uh, a, like, a corner market. Oh, it, like, this is back in Michigan. And uh, we are like, waiting in the car. She's going inside to get something, and this guy, like, looks at her and is like, mm. he starts, like, saying, I think you talking. told me yeah, about, I told this, you about yeah. this, And my buddy, you know, he was, like, my best friend, my brother, basically, growing up, and, my and you know, he, like, looks out the window and is like, hey, man, don't, don't look at my sister like that, and, like, starts getting, like, really huffy and puffy. And the guy's like, shut up. Make me stop. And my friend gets out of the car, and I was like, fuck, I got to get out of the car now, too. 
Yeah. I was like, I have to. And, like, I go and loop around the car, and my friend is standing still, and I see this guy has a gun pointed at him and then points it at me, and there's, like, a gun in our faces. And the way that he went about it, and I was so certain we were going to die because he said it was dead silent for maybe 10 seconds. The guy was so smug. And then my friend goes... You're a real ma- you're a real man if you use your hands, punk ass bitch. Like he starts like talking shit because he's not using his hands to fight. Damn. Like, and he's like yelling at this guy. I am certain. I'm like I'm about to get dropped. I'm about to get dropped right here right now outside of a tiny little corner market. I was so pissed. I was so. Yeah. And my friend is just going going going. And eventually the guy like is like thinking about it and he puts the gun down and just walks away and gets in the car. He's like you're lucky. He gets in the car and drives off. So I think Friday. I, th- I think my friend watched Friday and Damn. took it from Friday. He had the voice. <laughs> like, he had the voice of John Witherspoon in yeah. his head. <laughs> but it's, that's just wild, man. That's just crazy. Yeah, that shit's nuts. Um, People doing crazy shit for nothing, man. Yeah, it's insane. Do you have those hands, Luke? Do you think you can? Do I have those hands? Do you think you can spat if you need to spat? I think I. I think I'd be all right. Yeah. I got into like a few like minor spats when i was in high school yeah that like ended fairly quickly i don't like to fight people no i don't like to fight people i can be scrappy i basically every time that anything had ever happened which was very limited in my experience Mm -hmm. it's like uh like a swing a dodge and like a push against a wall Mm -hmm. for my end yeah you know and then i'm like chill the fuck out you know, yeah. So I've never, I've, I would never say that I've gotten into like an actual like, no. sp- like fight, fight. You're an equalizer. I've just, I'm a good. I, I feel like I'm generally pretty good at like, at uh, like hey. at minimizing conflict. Halt! Like halt! <laughs> Stop! Hall monitor. I was a hall monitor actually. <laughs> really? That's like, no, I was never. A hall oh, monitor. okay, okay. I never stooped so low. I, I was, I wasn't fucking narking. Like on I was people. about to say you're I, a fucking narc. I wasn't dude. one of those narcs that that fucking. The ratted on people vaping in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> that ever happened when you were in high school? Did people get busted for vaping in the bathroom all the time? Oh, dude, yeah, it, was it ridiculous. happened constantly in my school. Dude, I'll never forget my first day of high school. Some dude like had like like a like a weed pen, and it was like the first day of high school. Yeah, yeah. And we were in the computer lab, and they were trying to he was teach just us like it. our set in to like do homework and shit. And he hit it, and like he coughed, and there was a <laughs> big cloud, <laughs> and he threw it out the window, and all of us were like. <gasps> And the teacher just stared, and he was, like, acting like nothing happened, but it very clearly smelled like weed, and there was a cloud within the first 20 minutes of school. That's really like you're playing an RPG, like, and you have to make a choice, and the meter's going down. (laughs) (laughs) Like, really? He really panic-pressed on that one. No, and I think think a teacher, like, went outside and got it, and then he got in trouble. Oh, yeah. I couldn't imagine, man. Man, imagine, like, being like, I'm gonna search the grass for this child's weed pen. You know, God, I feel like I would have let that shit go. I'd be like, you can't let that shit go. Listen, the kid's gonna fu- if if it if it fucks up the kid, like I don't know, like <laughs> he's gonna fail the class. Yeah, like, I mean, that's, that's his punishment. That's you know? crazy, man. Okay, I mean, obviously, you can't be smoking in class. Yeah, I'm not condoning that. <laughs> I'm not condoning that. You shouldn't sm- You shouldn't toke up at 7:30 a.m. Listen, all I'm saying in is, your computer and like, class. like I said, I'm not a narc, but if I'm in that situation, you gotta set an example. That's the first That's day true. as a 14 year old. Oh, in he was high 14. School. It was the oh, first okay. day of high school. I'm thinking this is like a se- like like first day senior. No, like, this is this doing is dumb it, shit. Yeah, no, you this know? is yeah. Yeah, okay, maybe maybe you, you grab it and give a talking to the kid. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> For sure, I don't. I don't work in education. Yeah, yeah. So, back to uh, back to Friday. Back to Friday. Baby. What are some of your lasting thoughts of Friday? Some of my lasting thoughts on Friday. Um, don't smoke your. Uh, don't don't smoke all of your boss's weed. If yeah. you have to say, be a responsible employee. You know. Yeah. Take some pride in your work. Absolutely. You know. Use your hands. Use your hands. Exactly. One thing that I did find very funny is when when Craig and Debo are fighting at the end. Debo has that huge ass knife, and he like puts it away so they can like actually square up, you know. Mm-hmm. And they're fighting, and like eventually Debo, you know, like Craig's getting some good hits in, but Debo is just like too strong. Like Debo's got that reach, he's got that power, <laughs> he's got addition, he's got more endurance, you know. Yeah, it seems at least. 
and like Craig's on the ropes, and I it, what, I think does like Debo like hit his hit, hit his junk or something at one point, probably, and yeah. like and and uh, Craig's dad's like he's fighting dirty, he's fighting dirty. But meanwhile, like Ice Cube has been hitting this man with two by fours. <laughs> like after <laughs> he's, he's been fighting dirty, he man picks up a brick from the yeah he picks up a brick and, like beams it right right at Craig's face. And then like follows up. He hit. He like hits him with the trash cans. It's like like hell in a cell. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's dude. like no holds barred. You know, they're so they're funny. going they're going hard with it. Yeah. This uh, yeah it's it's goofy. It goes to so many different places. Um, I think I think as much as we could talk about Ice Cube at the end of the day, this is a classic. And also like that performance lends itself to the film as a whole. And like especially with how much it picks up at the end. There's, like, a whole drive-by, and the neighborhood is getting lit up. I like how the neighborhood's getting lit up, and then, like, ten minutes later, like, the parents come out, and they're, they're like, super sleepy, and they're like, what's going on? <laughs> like, you know what is fucking happening. There are, like, like five AKs going it's off. It's literally a war. It's not, like, pop, pop, pop. It's, like, pop, 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 like, yeah. for fucking, like, two minutes. It's crazy. You know? Like, you know, like, you, you would be much more afraid than, like, Sleepy. Yeah. Also, why is everyone yeah, outside? Everyone wants to come outside. Everybody no, in the movie no, is no, outside. No. no, you go to bed. Yeah, you go to bed when that happens. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's it's so much fun, and it is just a, a classic hangout movie. I'm glad I got to watch it. Um, what's uh, what's your rating? My rating on Friday, I'll give I'll give Friday. Uh, I, I think I'll give it like a seven seven. Okay, I'll give it a seven point seven. Cool. Yeah. Okay. It, it honestly wasn't. It's not my like favorite film, but I'm also not a huge fan of like hangout movies. I'm not either necessarily. Yeah. So it's just like, um, just one of those things. I I did I did enjoy it though. They had a lot of like they had like my favorite thing about it was the characters that they had in it. I thought they they had a lot of fun. It seemed like it was a it was a shoot where everyone that was working on it had a lot of fun making it, and yeah. I think that really showed through. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Um. I. I mean. I mean, even you just said, as far as Hangout movies go, like, not the biggest fan. But I enjoyed this one enough. Um, and my experience with that is, like, dude, where's my car? Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that's. I honestly thing. haven't really watched a lot of Hangout movies. Like, I've never really watched a lot of the Harold and Kumar movies. I haven't seen, like, yeah. dude, where's my car? Well, those, the Harold and Kumar movies, like, those go They're a little more than Hangout movies. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm going to give this, like, a 6.8. Um, okay damn yeah and i think that's that's a fair score and it has rewatchability like i'd, I'd watch this again with, with especially with people who haven't seen it i feel like i feel like it's important for the culture for you know to, to see friday and it's cool to see so many like staples in entertainment like early on in their career yeah it like mixed in with like other staples like like more um like seasoned um popular actors of that of that time of like yeah, 95 for sure you know it's cool to see that kind of like a passing of the torch to like the newer yeah generation absolutely. yeah yeah and just like <clears throat> how much the the people who came up in friday have done so much yeah, for so entertainment. much yeah yeah and just been like a vessel for for other people of color to like come in and you know do artistically like crazy historical things you know what i mean yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. Uh, What's your beef score on that? Beef score. Oh god. I'm going to I'm going to put some beef franks on the grill and chill with my homies. Yeah, so it does give yeah, definitely like like uh cookout vibes for sure. Cookout vibes. For yeah. sure. I'm going to give it uh I'm going to go in a slightly different direction. Okay. I'm going to do like a I don't know what number this is, but I'll I'll do like a number 5 on like the Checkers burger menu. Okay. It's like a, you know, you get like a Dr Pepper. You get mm. like a, don't talk about Dr. like Pepper. a du- like a double quarter pounder, double cheese. Mm. Get some grilled onions on there. Yeah, you know a little bit of bacon. That sounds nice. And then like a large fry, like a curly fries though. Yes. Yeah. Indeed. I think that's it. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. Cool. Well, guys, that's Friday. We'll see you after the commercial break, and we'll talk about uh, Juno. Juno, no. Here we go. In three, two, one. Commercial break. Commercial break. All right, man. 
Who do you want to be sponsored by today? I'm Ooh. passing it on to you. Because I can tell you wanted to pass it on to me. I did. Yeah. Wow, you caught me so fast. I haven't been thinking about it. <laughs> I haven't either. Oh, you know, I have yeah. mine. Oh. I have mine. Well, here, this is I have a love-hate relationship with matches. I think some matches are just really bad quality. They break too easily. They don't light properly. They light and then they immediately go out. I want um, a nice quality um, match. Uh, we'll call them Lasto Match. Lasto Match. Lasto Match. I want to be sponsored by a company called Lasto Match uh, that has reliable, long-lasting um, matches. Lovely. Yep. Very cool. I would like to be sponsored by a random sticker company. Ooh. Because gang, <gasps> with our with our Patreon uh, subscribers and their help, we got some stickers. Some stickers. That we're going to be putting all over Brooklyn. They're going to be mm. all up in your mm. face. Uh, and they're way smaller than I thought they were. They are be. quite small. They're, they're Have you gotten them yet? They should be here like today or tomorrow. Ooh. Um, but they're literally, I would love for them to have been like two inches by four inches. But they're two inches by one inch or one inch by two inches. Yeah, a little small. They got a QR code on them though. So they're real uh, next level. They're next level. Next level tech. Goes straight to our link tree. Going to have holograms I, next time. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going to have holograms, bigger stickers, uh, mm-hmm. bigger budget in general. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I want to have like a... You know, okay, so I brought that up, stickers. No, I want to be sponsored by those big flags that <clears throat> fly behind, like, planes. Oh, yeah, like the sign planes? Yeah, 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 on, like, biplanes or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's what I want. Always and over water. Put, yeah, yeah. Never and I always want to put, I want to be able to put whatever I want on it. I can be like, today's Alex's Sunday, leave him alone. Or, like, <laughs> Luke needs milk for his cereal. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, that'd yeah. be good. Yeah. You just put your cash app on the plane? Yeah. See how it goes? I think it'd be fine. It's like this plane didn't pay for itself. Reimburse <laughs> <Yeah>. me. <laughs> Add bucket that. of beef show cash app. Yes. <laughs> Does the bucket of beef show have a cash app? I don't think so. No. We're not gonna do that. We need to get we need to get a baddie that's part of the team and like every Thursday she's like Need cash for the weekend, cash app and bio. <laughs> and it just goes to the yeah, podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's cheating. <laughs> I'm under the impression that we should do a calendar. We should do a, cal- a sexy calendar. Yeah, with like movies that we've watched, but it's just us doing like sexy, oily poses. Oh, man. Like we do Scooby Doo. Ooh. But I'm wearing like a collar. Oh. And have like the spooky island head on my chest. We could do like like a mix. Like, like we could it could be like ghost face and scooby-doo like Ooh. i could be scooby-doo instead i can be on my hands and knees with the <laughs> collar leash your ghost face <laughs> okay ghost face yeah taking me to the park <laughs> taking me to spooky island park and i'm basically wearing like a cutoff hoodie yeah yeah mm-hmm. like a thong and i'm wearing nothing at all <laughs> <laughs> okay uh are we good on sponsors yeah we're good for sponsors all right we're heading back in three two one back to the podcast back to the podcast all right our next film is a film that made me weep i have not weeped at a film yeah. in quite some time i was so shocked i think the like, last I think, I think the last movie i cried at was the first time i watched everything everywhere all at once when Waymond is like giving his we have to be kind to each other speech. Yeah. I yeah. think that was the last time I wept. This was a surprising movie. Juno is really good. Yeah. We had never seen Juno. I, I I knew about Juno. I I didn't know a ton about it. I just know that it's about um about this girl who gets uh pregnant in high school and she has to figure out what to do with it. Yeah. Um this movie stars uh, a lot of really great actors. Um yeah, we, we've we've picked movies that have, like, really, like, star-studded casts yeah. in this. Almost we, accidentally. Yeah. Like, it's, like, not even – we don't even think about it. Yeah, it's we've like, got oh, we've got Rain Wilson for one scene. We got J.K. Simmons as the dad. Uh, we got uh, Olivia Thurby. We got Jason Bateman. We got Jennifer Garner, who gives, honestly, I think one of my favorite performances that I've seen from her. Yeah. Um, we've got Michael Sarah, and we have the wonderful Elliot Page yes. in this, too. Elliot Page is also – wonderful yeah. in this movie like exceptionally good um i'll give the synopsis for juno okay so basically juno is about this uh, i'm assuming that she's probably a junior a, a, probably a junior in high school um at the beginning of the film it's revealed to the audience that juno is pregnant with uh with paulie bleaker's child um 
their two friends. They used to be in a band together. Uh, Juno is kind of like a, like sort of an outsider, like pseudo loser character. Um, and Polly is uh, a track athlete for the high school. So Juno is deciding what she wants to do with the baby. She eventually decides that she wants to give it up for adoption. And thus we begin our story with her dealing with her teen pregnancy and this sort of budding relationship that she is having between uh, herself and the family that is going to be adopting the baby. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this was like when I when we were looking at like the HUD on HBO, I thought it would be way more of a comedy. And it definitely it has its moments, but it definitely It's a pretty funny movie. It's like funny at times, but it's more of like like sarcasm yeah the, the umbrella of sarcasm yeah the thing that's funny to, that's i think what's funny about this movie is the way that the characters communicate with each other yeah uh rather than like them going out of their way to create jokes mm-hmm. because the content is always like pretty serious mm-hmm. um and it, it's really just the way that these characters like face their struggles that makes the movie funny yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's like a pretty, uh, it's pretty awesome. Juno is a very interesting character. I, especially in the first like two thirds of the movie, I was kind of going back and forth of whether I liked Juno as a person. Yeah, you were like, I think Juno's an asshole. Juno <laughs> is kind of an asshole, especially in the beginning. Like when, when she first meets, um, Vanessa and Mark, the adoptive couple for, for the, for her baby, mm-hmm. um, She's, like, kind of the worst. Yeah, yeah. Like, she's really not, like... I mean, she's also 16, you know? But she's, like, there's just a lot of, like, emotional and social immaturity and, like, a lack of empathy, I think. Especially in the way that she communicates a lot of things with with Vanessa, Mm -hmm. this woman that so desperately wants a child. Yeah. Um, And it's like, wow, yikes. She's just very much not, like emotionally attached to most things until there's like there's like a point like there's like a breaking point obviously which we'll get into but i mean even when she gets the the diagnosis like that she's pregnant it's like it's not the craziest deal and even when she decides to keep it it's not the craziest deal when she tells her parents it's kind of like uh but it is what it is yeah you know yeah and uh i and i really like the relationship between um between uh mac and brenda uh, the father and stepmother of yes. Juno, super good. I loved, loved, loved. Um, I I really like J.K. Simmons. Obviously, I thought he did wonderfully in this. But I've really loved probably one of my probably like my second favorite character in this is Allison Janney's Brenda. Yes, she's so I... good. She's like so nurturing. She's snarky. Like she's like the perfect. Like, the perfect stepmother to Juno. Yeah. You know, she's, like, exactly what Juno needs. 100%. Like, in this situation. I pulled up my favorite line from this. Yeah, what is it? Because I was, like, it's, like, right when they're getting uh, to the the hospital, um, when Juno is, like, her, her water broke. And she goes, well, honey, doctors are sadists who like to play God and watch lesser people scream. Yeah. Like, that is the best line. And that's really, like, indicative of just how the dialogue is throughout a lot of this movie. Yeah. Like people just speak in such a it's it's so cool because you have there's you you watch certain movies and like some people don't talk like people mm-hmm. but this this movie does such a good job of like having its characters say weird shit but it works perfectly because that's just the world that they exist in yeah and it's just how they operate I mean the first line I think from what I remember Rain Wilson uh like he has one one scene and the first thing he says is. What's the prognosis, Fertile Myrtle? Yeah. And I was like, that's so... And you get, like, talk about, like, a mood setter. Yeah. Like, yeah. like just, a, like, that's a vibe check. It is you a know? vibe check, yeah. And it's so good. And I love, I love the, um, the opening to this, like, when they have, like, the sort of sketch, cartoony version of Juno, like, walking throughout everything. Mm-hmm. And then it transitions to, like, her in real life. Mm-hmm. In the real world. Really cool. Um... Yeah, did you have any favorite moments from this movie at all? I mean, I had a ton of favorite moments. Yeah, um, it's hard to pick. It really is. It really is. Did I you think... have, did you have a favorite? I'll give like favorite, like comedic moment and favorite like serious moment. Mm, okay. 
And it can be a mixed bag because there are some very serious scenes that are funny. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Um, I think my favorite serious moment or like or like a beautiful moment is when um Juno runs into Vanessa at the mall. Yeah. And she's like, Oh yeah, everyone feels my my belly at you know, and all this stuff and um she's like, Oh, she's not kicking or the baby's not kicking, not for, kicking me. for me. Yeah. yeah. And that was a moment for you where you were like, fuck, I really love Jennifer Garner's yeah, performance. Yeah, she's so, – like, the way that she just, like, just inhabits this, like, primal longing yeah. for having a child mm-hmm. and how it's just, like, all-consuming and just, like, so crucially important to her mm-hmm. is so good. And you see, like, the moment that you see her on screen. Yeah. Like, the moment that you're introduced to Vanessa, you're like, wow. Like, she – needs to be a mom yeah like she wants it so bad and she's like clearly willing to put in all of the work 100 for it you yeah. know um yeah she's so good so good in this movie um and if i think as far as uh comedic moments i i the part that made me laugh is um is brenda's line that line the sadist line yeah like that was brenda has a lot of good ones yeah yeah. What about you? Your favorite serious moment? My favorite, favorite moment? I uh, I feel like I kind of have two. My runner-up is the conversation that Polly and Juno have when Juno confronts him about taking uh, this other girl to the prom. Mm-hmm. And, like, Juno basically sets it up. She's like, why don't you hang out with this person? You know, because she's trying to be, like, av- like emotionally avoidant with Polly. Yeah. Um, And she's, like, going into him, and Polly's just, like, so he has he handles it with so much grace, and he's like, w- like, why are you doing this? Like, this is, this is like silly. Like, I care about you a lot. Yeah, you know, like you're the one that broke my heart. You know, and it could be something that's like in a in a in a lesser teen movie, it could have just been like sad boy sad girl yelling match. Mm-hmm. But they like really are. Especially Polly in that moment is like really there for her, you know, mm-hmm. and is like, like the the maturity that it's handled with and like the seriousness is so good. Um, my top one though is when Juno gets stuck at the Longs or the Loring house, yeah, uh, the house of Vanessa and Mark after Mark has revealed to Juno that he's gonna get a divorce mm-hmm. from Vanessa. Yeah. Um, and then Vanessa gets there. Yeah. And they're, like, in the middle of it, and Juno's kind of stuck there. Yeah. Eventually leaves. Like, that moment, like, when she's, like, when she's driving back and she pulls off the highway and she's just, like, breaking down mm-hmm. is just, like, so powerful. Yeah. Because it's like, wow, this, like, this girl's, this 16-year-old girl's world is, like, a mess. It's collapsing. It's, like, a, almost as bad as it could be. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. right now. Um, and it was just so, so good. And, and one thing that I was, I, I was cautious about when we first started watching the movie is how aloof Juno was at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how is this going to carry throughout? Like, I couldn't tell if it was a limiting choice that, that Elliot Page made with that character that that was going to be that was going to lessen like the weight throughout the film well, yeah, but it made yeah. it stronger i think there is one specific line that kind of brought it home for me in terms of that and it's like when she's talking to JK Simmons and is like and it ends it it really is the theme of the entire movie which is like i need to know that love can last how yeah how do you make that happen mm-hmm. and like that i don't even know what to call it that cynicism yeah, that she has just you know in all of her relationships that avoidance is like because of that. That's the wall for her. Yeah, yeah. Is that she doesn't believe that love can last, and then she has this moment with like this baby, and it's like you know she is being surrounded by love, these people all around her, and then it all crumbles. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that is just like. That's the beautiful part of this movie is like, yes, it can. Or even if it's not, there are fleeting moments. You got to take those fleeting moments. And like the whole thing with like when, when, uh, when Mac, uh, 
Juno's dad is, like, talking to her about this. Like, he's assuming that it's about, like, his relationships. Mm-hmm. That, like, what he's, the, the divorce from his first wife, Juno's mom, mm-hmm. um, is, like, having this lasting impact on her, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, listen, we've, uh, Brenda and I have been together for 10 years, and we're, there's, like, some good days, some bad days, but we're we're very happy. Mm-hmm. And, and all that. And then when he's like, you need to, like, when you find someone that, like, you need to find someone that loves you for, like. The good, the bad, the, the good, ugly. like, that loves you despite your worst aspects, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And Polly's so good at that. Yeah. Polly's so good. Dreamboat Polly. Yeah. Because she's like, you, you know, you like, you haven't looked at, at, you know, what's happening to me. You look me in the eyes. You see my face. And, like. Yeah. Like, how important that was for her, for sure. And even just to go back a little bit, you know, you were talking about, like, the scene where Juno's stuck between the, the Loring's or whatever. I think that scene is so brilliantly written because we see what is the cringiest and disturbing part of the whole movie, mm-hmm. which is, like... The relationship between Mark and Juno. Yeah, yeah, it's gross. And it's, like... I mean, Luke was up walking around, like, no, I can't, I can't, I can't. And I was like, fuck, I can't watch. I was when like, they, It was specifically forward. when they started dancing. Yeah, when, yeah, yeah, When yeah. Mark was talking about his prom. Yeah, yeah. And they, and they started, like getting close and dancing and she's like putting her head on his shoulder yeah i'm like i cannot no handle this not at all <laughs> um but the like it, it gets to the point where vanessa's there and jason bateman is an incredible jason actor. bateman's great in this too i mean jason yeah like you but know. like his like that dialogue is so avoidant and they're like not even hitting certain things that like happened like you know, Juno just had, like, this ultimately traumatic thing happen, like, minutes before, and it's not brought up, but the audience is aware of what happened. Yeah. And the the dialogue is so avoidant that it's like, why? What? There's so much more to be said. And it's like, and then Juno just gets in the car, and it's like panic, and you feel the panic. And, yeah. like, it's just, that's why it works really well, and it's so mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Because we know that there's, like, so much that hasn't been said. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really good point. That's a really good point. Um, so what are some of your lasting thoughts? Um, uh, yeah. Lasting thoughts. I really like a lot of like the visual motifs that are happening in the movie, like with the track boys, like constantly running around. Um, I really almost like a flock of birds. Yeah. Like a flock of birds. Um, I really liked just, just the support system that Juno had was excellent. Like her best friend who like doesn't abandon her. For anything, yeah, like yeah. has her fucking back, like is going with her to the to the ultrasounds and all the doctor's appointments, and is at the hospital. Uh, the one thing that I found um, unrealistic with this film is when her best friend is watching Juno push a child out of her uh, out of her, um, and she's like, she's like all like smiley <laughs> and like wow, and I'm like, you would be mortified right now, <laughs> like you can't tell me. Seeing your, like, like your fucking best friend's pussy getting ripped open and, like, shit coming out. Like, that you would be, like, all, wow, the miracle of childbirth. Jesus. No. I disagree. You disagree? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. This was just such an endearing movie. I, uh, I told Luke I'm not a fan of the type of music that played in this. Um... Which I think is our biggest disagreement with this movie. I think so too. Yeah. I think yeah. it fits perfectly. No, I no, I think it, I think it fits. I'm just not the biggest fan of sure. the, of the you know the like loose guitar and loose voice type yeah. of like. Yeah, I don't even know what to describe it as. How would you describe that type of music? It's like melancholy campfire in the fall in the Pacific Northwest. Okay, that's like what it is. I think it's the melancholic yeah. of it that I'm like I don't really get behind it, but. That's, like, really my only gripe. I had zero expectations going into this movie because mm-hmm. we, we both hadn't seen this. Yeah. I knew it was supposed to be a very good film. Like, I did know that people liked it a lot. I had but no I, idea. I wasn't sure if people really liked it because it was, like, like a kitschy cult classic mm-hmm. or because it was, like, stellar all around. And it was stellar, it's just all, stellar around. all around. <laughs> like, yeah. um, it I- honestly might be one of my – it's it's – Easily in my top five films that we've watched thus far for the podcast. For sure. Like maybe top three. Yeah. Top two, honestly. I agree with that. 
I really do. Yeah. Um, and and the whole reason it even came up was because um, after we did Nacho Libre, one of my one of my uh, family members reached out and was like, "You should either check out Juno or Napoleon Dynamite." And I know we had talked about Napoleon Dynamite a little bit. So I was like, let me put Juno on the poll. And it's just, you know, I love that this, like, beautiful film kind of fell on our laps like that. I mean, people voted for it, sure, but it did. It just, like, fell on our laps, and I just, I'm really looking out. Thank you, Taylor, for that. Uh, yeah. How are we, uh, how are we rating this? Uh, do you want me to start? Whatever you want to do. Man. I'm going to give Juno a 9.2. Yeah. Yeah. That was a, yeah. I, Juno I, is really good. Yeah. I feel like a 9.2 is almost a disservice to this film, but I'm giving it a 9.2. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to give it a 9.1. Um, and literally the point is just because of the, I'm, I'm not personally the biggest fan of the music. That's, that's just what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like it just would have been perfect if there was like a different style of music, but I, I, I think ultimately it works as a collective. Definitely. Like build it. Um, beef score. Beef score. Uh, this is a, oh man. This feels like a I'm imagining like like Mac grilling up some real good like a ribeye yeah. on the grill. Yeah. Like he doesn't cook a lot, but he's like a grill master. Mm-hmm. Or he like cooks like real like real good steak in the kitchen, mm-hmm. like basting the steak with butter. He's got like yeah. everything going on. He's got like a special butter rub that he uses. And it's just and you only get it like it's only like the first weekend of July that he does it, yeah. you know. But it's like real good, and like, and like Brenda's got this real fucking good like potato salad. And okay, like, yeah. Like a bunch of shit going on. Um, yeah, I'll give it that. I'll give it like a wholesome, a wholesome family and friends ribeye. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I- like the like the kind of like summer like almost block party vibe or like family gathering vibe that like you always remember from childhood. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm putting it in the realm of like what I used to have growing up was like this, um, it was like a mashed potatoes with like chunks of beef and like noodles. It was just the easiest thing to make in my household. Very casserole vibes. Yeah. 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 Um, and that's what I want to give it just cause like, that's like, that's just like homey to me. And, like, warm and lovely. Yeah. But also not, like, fancy in any way. It's just, like, it is what it is. And you love it. Awesome. Confirmed. Juno's a good movie. Juno is a great movie. Watch it if you haven't haven't seen it. You you need to watch it, please. Yeah. Uh, Cool. Uh, Let me pull up. uh, Say something else while I get everything ready. Hey, my name's Luke. I am uh, obligated to say something else as we transition to the closing remarks of this episode. Uh, if you guys are not on the Patreon, which I know some of you aren't, please consider joining. Uh, Most it, of you aren't. What are you talking it about? Really, it really means a lot to us uh, to have some additional support with this. We want bigger stickers. Um, it would be wonderful. Uh, so if you guys if you guys are feeling generous, if you're liking the podcast, if you want to get some more exclusive content and have a little bit more control over exactly what we watch, uh, please consider joining the Patreon. Uh, we do have... Uh, uh, the starting membership at three ninety nine a month, and there are some uh, additional options if you want to be uh, uh, be even more uh, giving to uh, to the channel. Yeah, literally, and in, in just 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 to go in more in depth of what Luke is saying, we're just gonna um, add different tiers. Nothing changes within what we're doing. Like you're still gonna have the same voting power. You're gonna have the the same. Uh, early release dates. You're still going to have the the same access to The Last of Us. All that stuff is the same. It's literally just if you want to donate more, we're giving you the option to donate more per month. Starts at 4, and then we'll have an 8 and a 12. There it is. Yeah. Uh, Make sure to follow us on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook at Bucket of Beef Show. Um, And that's pretty much that. We'll go into the Patreon. Yeah. Shout out to our wonderful patrons. That's, That's Amanda. We got Amanda. Jenny. We got Jason. Victor. Julia. Dwight. Adam. Julia L. Brittany. Dana. Olga. Rick. Nicole. Nikita. And Nicholas. Shout out to all the beautiful patrons out there. Uh, we'd love uh, for, for more people to join the flock uh, to hop in that bucket of beef. You so- know the drill. 
We'll see you on the 15th episode. Stay slimy. Stay greasy. My name is Luke Hudson. My name is Alex Morrison. We'll see you on the beef side. Hit him with the outro. Ending of the pod. He's a liar. He's a liar. <laughs> beef. Bottom of the barrel. Bottom of the bucket. Bottom of the bucket. Yeah. Beef. Seasoned to perfection. Divine. Too wet. Beef. It's a masterpiece, baby. <laughs> Beef.